What's up? This is Mike Fenoya from Amigos, and Amigos Podcast is in the loop, the legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Hey, what's up? It's Amigos. It's your host, Mike Fenoya. Welcome back. Happy holidays, everybody, whatever you're celebrating. Um, we're on the Osiris Network. It's uh, our break, the, the, the space in between the shows. Uh, fall tour done. MSG starting soon. So I hope everybody's hydrating and uh, stretching. And tucking your pants into your socks. It's cold outside. Um, as always, you can find all of my stand-up comedy dates at MikeFenoya.com. I've got a bunch of fun stuff coming up and a couple of really cool surprises that uh, I'm working on that I think you guys are going to dig. Um, I'm, con- I'm going to be at DC Improv in January. I'm going to be back in Denver at Comedy Works in February and a bunch of great stuff in between. At Mike Fenoya, F-I-N-O-I-A, at Amigos Pod. A-M-I-G-O-S-P-O-D. And um, go over to Facebook and join the Amigos Podcast Discussion Group. And I hope you guys are uh, enjoying this time, this break. I'm enjoying uh, today because I'm hanging out with one of my pals, a return guest. This is your second time on the uh, on the program. This is my second time on the program. That's the voice of the curator. Is that a nice word, a curator? Oh, I like that. Is that what people are online? You're a, you're a digital curator? I think so. I, I like that, actually. It's a nice word. I, I like I like. You can have it. Yeah, thank you. That's Jen Kessler of Fish Chicks page yep. at Fish Chicks. How are you? I'm doing well. I have had a nice couple days down. I'm exhausted. My yeah. body's exhausted. Totally, yeah. But a um, good exhausted, right? A good exhausted. Um, I'm glad that I've had a couple yoga classes to sort of like work out some kinks in my back because I did some really um, aggressive dancing over the last, uh, was it 10 days? Was it 10 days fall tour? I think so. So it started the 29th, right? And then it went to the 9th, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah. twenty, And that's, or the 8th it went to. Okay. But there's a lot of travel in there. There was a lot of travel. Did you fly or drive? Uh, I only took one flight uh, this tour. Which was um, very different from summer tour, where I was bopping around from coast to coast, and um, I enjoyed driving. I felt like driving felt old school. Yeah, yeah, I totally. I, I love driving in the summer from show to show, and you pull into town, mm-hmm. and like you start to see. And this is pre when we could look at our phones and sure. you see someone posting from like the Waffle House or whatever. But when you're driving and you pull into a gas station and you see like the Reed Iculus sticker on the back of a Volvo and you're like, no shit. Yes. Like people from New Hampshire are here and people. That's so great, isn't it? It is. It's just like we're everywhere. We are everywhere. Uh, I even took a ferry. I can't remember. I think it was from from Providence to Nassau. Providence to Nassau. And that was fun. In that dicey weather, you took a ferry? In that dicey weather. It was it was such an epic ride. Um, I was, it it scares you. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, It was, it was, it was a, it was a fun little, uh, two hour ferry ride. I had a couple of friends there. They brought guitars and I think we, um, we irritated everyone that was not a fish fan (laughs) and said one song after the next. And we drank a white Russians. Perfect. I, I hope you're just saying like sea shanty. That was not on the list. Like, the, like um, Ween, like Blarney Stone and like all fun, get drunk on a boat that's going to crash songs. I, I posted a lot of the, uh, a lot of clips from it. So if I anyone to wants a out. recap, yeah. you can just go to my page. And if you uh, click on, I, I, I guess it was uh, Island Tour is what I have it listed under. You can see some of the highlights from the, from the ferry ride. Ferry you know, ride or is it a boat ride? It's a ferry. Ferry? It's a ferry. ferry. And I think like, so there's a couple different ferries that go from... Connecticut, New um, 
you know, Rhode Island area to um, the whatever Long Island. And they're so funny because like the mix of people is so different and so weird. It's like, you've got like super wealthy Long Islanders that are like going shopping and mystic and going to see the, the mansions in Rhode Island. Right. And then you've got just like people who are like working, cleaning boats, like scrubbing the bottoms of boats. And then you've got like just people who want to party. Yeah. And it's so fun to see that difference. And it was when I was looking at, so I drove everybody. Okay. I'm the driver. I like to drive. And, uh, on sat- Saturday night leading up to Nassau, I was in a haze and I'm sitting in my hotel and I'm looking at like, what's the plan for tomorrow? You know what I mean? And I saw the weather and I saw it was going to be a little dicey. And I thought maybe we do the ferry and there's, cause you could bring your car on the ferry too. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I want to be on a tiny boat after the night that I just had, you know, cause I was right. on another planet. And I didn't know if I really wanted to, like, deal with that tumultuous weather. There were really only some small flurries that day, right? Well, as you got further down, like, you might have skipped some of it on your boat trip. But, like, driving down 95 and getting to, like, the southern Connecticut, New York area, that got a little little hairy for sure. I remember. And then when we got to Lot, it was coming down. It was so cold. That was that was the worst weather of the run. Of the run, that was actually a nightmare. And then everyone ended up in um, that one hotel that was in the middle of that parking lot. That's all there is, right? That was the, there was That's really was all there, there is. There was nothing else there. Long Island is so strange, like that, where everything in Long Island is just a stop off the freeway. Like there's really no Jones Beach too, if you think about it. Have you been there for any shows? I my first show, my first concert ever was Beach Boys at Jones Beach. No kidding. My dad took me. Wow. Yep. How old were you? Do you remember? I was really young. I mean, maybe six, something like that. I think I was eight for my first. It was Bon Jovi and Skid Row at New Haven Coliseum. But Jones Beach is a great place as a kid to see a show because it's like you're on the water. Right. The stage sits in the... In the water and you're out looking at it when when you're older and you want to hang and you want to go to a bar and you want to party or whatever before the show. There's fucking nothing in the vicinity. And I mean, it's just a long driveway to a state park, essentially. I don't think I was drinking when I was six. No. (laughs) Well, that's good. Probably not. Props to your old man. The first show I picked out was Debbie Gibson Electric Youth Tour. Oh, nice. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you drinking at that one? I don't think so, but I wore a blue hat. You did? It was it was electric blue. Nice. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh-huh. With like a pigtail coming out of the back? Probably. Yeah. Maybe like two little braids. Was that your was she your chick? Was Debbie Gibson your posters all over the walls I, and I mean I don't think I had posters all over the walls, but she was I was definitely into it. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. I I, I, I feel like I feel like it was like Debbie Gibson or Tiffany. Right. Like you had to pick one or the other. Girls in my school were like, they'd fight over that. Oh. Yeah, it was serious. Like turf war shit. Okay. You know? I had tickets to New Kids on the Block at New Haven Coliseum again, and it was canceled because of an ice storm. And I, I was sad. Uh-oh. I tried very hard to make it. Like, I didn't care. And I was like, I'm just going to go to my room. Yeah. And then I went Let's up and cried into my Jordan pillow. Nap and night-night time. So, Island Tour, dude. Island Tour. 98. We did this run and it was like, I really do think it was a life changer for me. Like up to that point, of course, I saw shit, a bunch of shows before it. Okay. But that was like that four night New England run. Or, I mean, it was just wild. Two shows leading up into two shows. And I found all these people who I knew were like going. And it was like finally like this non-festival pilgrimage where we were all like able to hit like a nice little chunk. And the music was just so perfect. 98 Island Tour was just, I still think about it as like the pinnacle. What were the highlights for you? At that point, I mean, really, it was like Birds of a Feather was wild. It was the first time we were hearing it. Uh, Roses Are Free ripped my complete, like ripped my brain apart. The Twist Around, to this day, I still, it's like a cardio. uh, Twist Around is like my cardio. uh, that, That whole set, that whole show really is just perfect to like run to. Because the jams just get weird and loose, and it's it's just incredible. Uh, the multiple brothers, and also the fact that it's just like these cool little venues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, did you? I mean, Providence is just perfect, isn't it? Providence was great. 
it was a it was a cool little town. Um, I'd never been there before. Oh, really? So no I was enjoying just kind of exploring, uh, checking out um, different restaurants, and um, there was just a really cool vibe. And uh, yeah, cool little New England town. I was I was definitely into it. I liked the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, no frills, you know what I mean. No frills. That's what I like about it. No frills. That's what makes to me. To me, it makes it like feel like old fish run. Yep. Where it's like nobody cares. Like it's just you know, you just go nuts and have a good time. Well, we did. Yeah, totally. Um, what did you like about what did you check out in the city of? Pro- See, I love Providence. Providence Comedy Connection is one of the first clubs that ever let me headline. Cool. So I w- I love it. Providence is an amazing place to me. So I always go to like a couple different of the same places, like restaurants and a couple of the same breweries and stuff like that. So Yeah, I hit up a couple of breweries that I liked. Um, I can't remember the names right this second. Um, but it was just it, the whole place felt uh, – just, just uh, like homey, mm. and um, it was really cold outside, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time outside. Uh, my friend Kate and I hosted a yoga class one day, which was pretty cool. Nice, and it was actually great because I felt like everything was stretched out for that second night. So I need to remember to do yoga on tour. Yeah, totally. I think that's important. And um, that's something that I'd like to bring to more of the tours is setting up these yoga experiences for people. But where it's um, a little bit more stretching, like deep stretching so that you can, it almost improves your dancing. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Well, and also too, I mean, you're down on the, you're on the floor every night. I'm on the floor. Well, what you don't may not realize from someone who never will go on the floor ever again, if I don't have to, you don't have to worry about the uh, impending, like accidentally stepping off of a step and like tweaking like an ankle or an Achilles. I watched a lot of people as we're getting older. I mean, I was fine. I plant my feet and like you can't move me. All my dancing is up Mm -hmm. on top. I'm like a weird like, you know, I'm like a street bobblehead. I'm like, yeah, totally. Okay, I'm a bobblehead. I'm like a street sign during like a tornado. Like the the poster in. But the top is like wobbly AF, I think the kids say. But what I noticed was a lot of people were like kind of standing on the stairs and they go to take a step with their eyes closed. And they drop a level and you could see them kind of tweak an ankle and they got to go sit and like rest for a sec. Oopsie. Yeah. So, I mean, on the floor, it's great because you don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. I, I loved the floor. I felt like um, there was I, – I like the floor because it's flat. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about that step and falling off because I probably would. <laughs> I, at some point, kind of lose control um, of my body. I feel like the music goes through me, as do um, I think a lot of people that yeah. um, are at the show. And uh, so, yeah, it's not, nice to not worry about that that step. I've been paying attention a lot more lately to how it affects my ability to just be like me and the band in the moment. Sure. I was thinking about New Year's 96 and how that was a show that I had like that was one of the first times I was super close. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Boston Garden. Talk about bad weather. It was like. It was snowing so hard and it was like windy. So the snow was like coming up at you. Right. It was one of those ones where like you can't really even get out of the way of it. But we had sixth row on the floor and we got that through wow. the Doniak Schweiss. And, and I was with a buddy who, would, who didn't smoke weed and I smoked at the time and I like ripped down a joint to my own. And I just stood there <laughs> at like, what was I? I mean, 96, I was 16, 17 maybe. And I remember just closing my eyes and like I knew the whole Boston Garden was full of people. But when I closed my eyes, it, it was just five of us. It was the band and me. Yeah. And I loved that feeling. And I think that was something that with anxieties and whatever, like you kind of lose touch with mm-hmm. that. This tour, this summer even, I had that again with them where it was – I was able to kind of just like – you know how you said the bo- that it goes through your body. Sure. I'm more of a mind guy where it's like I s- just close my eyes and I allow it to like shut off all the other doors and just leave that one channel open to – to me and them, you know, and that felt amazing, this run. Absolutely. I think that's what a lot of people feel. They feel like it's the band and themselves. Yeah. And I think that's what makes, well, one of the things that makes it so special. Um, 
Yeah, I I uh, had a really wild experience at the Met. I don't know if you wrote my little read my little thing that I wrote about it, but no, I, let's hear it. I I just felt like I was in this um, like psychedelic thunderstorm, and that sounds like very interesting. It, I just felt like the small room with the size of those lights, those big bright lights. It was. They were bouncing everywhere. And I felt like the lights were going through my body. The music was going through my body. And I almost couldn't control anything. I felt like I, was, I looked like I was probably going like crazy and having a seizure up there. Seizure party. But um, it was it was an incredible, incredible experience. I've, I've never... And how warm were those lights? Could you feel it up where you were? Oh my god! Yeah. In the in the Abe Lincoln suite. The Abe Lincoln suite. I was in the yeah. assassination booth, and you I were. loved it. You know, I've gone to shows at like the Cap and other like theaters, the Beacon, and mm-hmm. and I always look at the Abraham Lincoln box, and I'm like, I just want to sit there one one time. And my pal, shout out to DJ Lou at the Bonfire for getting me those tickets, and I was sure. able to. I met like the best friends of the owner of one of the best comedy clubs in the country. We all hung with each other. We were emailing him, and, and it was, the crew that I was with was just organically amazing. And right. the lights were the first thing that – well, there was this giant chandelier snowball-looking crystal it, that was hanging from the – it was perfect. It looked like an icy crown above yes. my head. Yes, totally. I, I felt like the entire night I was wearing an icy like, that's crown. Pretty, that's pretty awesome, yeah. That's, that's a perfect explanation. Yeah. And I loved my view. I like being a little bit up and off and watching everybody. It wasn't that far, though. It wasn't the at all. The room was so small. Yep. I, I felt like, honestly, the luckiest girl in the entire world being at that show. And not just being at that show, but just somehow getting that rail spot. Yeah, you it were was, in there. It was luck. There were five doors. We didn't know where we were going when we got in. And it just so happened that the door that I was at, that was the first one that was going to go in. And I just went right up and I got a spot on the rail. It's so great. Yeah, you were right up there. I was so happy for you. And it's so cool that, like, I mean, that the way that that place was set up was so perfect. And even from my perspective, everything you needed was two steps away. We had – there was entrances and exits everywhere. So, like, logistically – the place was perfect. It was perfect. And I think Sirius XM did a fantastic job they with really like setting it. We got in, we all got a free poster. The poster and the poster was great. My poster was amazing. Little squished. Oh, is it? Little squished. How's, well, how's, the, how's your poster looking? Dope. Really? Oh, you know, in the in the Abe Lincoln box, I had Oh, you yeah, know, you had I, so much room What we up did. There. Yeah, well, oh, we had a huge I had my own rail. See, that's the thing that was cool was I was riding my rail and it was fun. I was hanging on to it and was, it brings you a little bit of security that like not having somebody in front sure. of you and not having someone to the right like I like made my little pocket and it reminded me of like my days of the rail like we would sprint we would wait right when lemon wheel would Mm -hmm. open and we would sprint as fast as we could for the rail and we would not leave we'd piss in cups if we had to you know sure but we just hung there so this felt it was it was kind of like a little bit cute in a way. Yeah. That was like, oh man, I get a railing tonight. Sure. But I was holding on for dear life. Yeah. Because of that the thunderstorm? Show. It was, yeah, the psychedelic thunderstorm. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, was it, did, were there any, I mean, I have this set up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought they, I mean, that show, Hello My Baby opened it. Tweezer into free. And the minute Tweezer hit, now I'll, I'll be honest, I thought that, Pittsburgh was going to be do you want to look yeah I'm going to take a look I thought Pittsburgh was going to be um like a lot of the stuff we got in Philly I wasn't going to Pittsburgh so I kind of oh, uh, you have, okay. here I'm doing here go ahead and on, look it's not on um live fish I'm on fishnet got it thank you um um how about that Jesus just left Chicago the choice of covers this run, and a, a day in the life. A day in the life. That was just incredible. I mean, and here and here and I like you know. And that two thousand and one. The two thousand and one was out of this fucking planet. This that I understand there being the psychedelic thunderstorm during. Uh, yeah, I also said that I felt like I was inside um, a neon rainbow. Um. 
it was like a roller coaster going through a neon rainbow. And I, and I was just holding on. I, I, the lights were unlike anything I've ever seen at a show. I, I want I every you. fish show to be in that tiny of a space. <laughs> so I'd like to make a request that we have all tiny venues from now on. You know what we were joking around about up what? in the Abe Lincoln box? That we couldn't wait until um, 10 years from now when fish is doing 30 nights at the beacon. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's going to happen when, like, it just they get to a point where they're like, "We just want to do residencies and theaters," and they do th- a month at the Beacon. Do you know? What, uh, did you go to any of the Tedeschi Trucks shows at the Beacon? No, they I wanted were, to. They were incredible. I love their music. It's just comedy was in. I was so busy. Right, you had, you had like other stuff I had to, to do, work, like life, and you know, work. Yeah. <laughs> but those shows were incredible. I if you haven't seen Tedeschi Trucks, go. Yeah, they're the greatest. Derek's guitar is amazing. And Susan it's, is just and like Susan. She's they, an angel. they both are. I I I saw them years ago um, at Halloween. No, 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 Wani. And I haven't seen them since. I was really blown away. Yeah, they're nuts. They're yeah. so. I, I mean, I've been listening a lot to the uh, this summer um, Lockin with Trey and Tedeschi, right? And then them with him. But yeah, they're. But that was at the Beacon, right? That was the Beacon. Now imagine Corotta's lights at yes, the Beacon. Yes, With that ornate, beautiful architecture yeah. on the inside. I'm getting goosebumps thinking Bring about it. it. You know, Jen, it's funny that you say that because I, I have I have a problem of like – I saw Tool at uh, Barclays and it was – talk about a psychedelic thunderstorm. I'm, I'm blown away. If, if Fish quits – I'm on Tool Tour. I would totally. I love that. I would totally do that with you. Dude. Tool Tour. Tool Tour. Do they hand out stickers? No, but we would make one called Tool, t- tool Time. Tool Time? Yeah. And it would be like us with the uh, the fence, like Al Borland, you know, like from Home Improvement. But listen, they have the guitar player makes these movies, these psychedelic movies that are like almost like psychedelic horror movies that are behind the the band and Maynard, the lead singer hangs in the back. He's not even in the front. So Danny Carey, their drummer is just like right in the middle. And he's this like big presence of a dude and the guitar player, bass player over here. So like it's wide open in the middle, but the lights and the movies are, and the power of the music is so like, it just, it just takes you over. And when I'm at the Met, and I'm watching fish in this tiny venue. I had the exact same thought. So I take pictures of the lights right. and then I go back and look mm-hmm. at it. Normally I'm deleting my pictures because it's mm-hmm. like whatever. It's like behind the stage at Providence or, you know, in the 100s in Nassau or wherever. But the lights at the Met were just out of this world and they were perfect. They were perfect. They were crystal clear. Perfect. Psychedelically like. When you're on psychedelics and you see the lights and it's like, oh, somehow they're brighter than I've ever perceived them. Mm-hmm. That's how it was without anything. Sure. And there I also was saying there were these little pockets for all of um, like all over the ceiling. There were these little white pockets with these gold sort of ornate flowers inside. That's where I was. And um, the way that the lights sort of like snuggled up into these little pockets. It was like there were these little mandalas almost, and they were swirling. They were so wild. Little snuggle pockets. Little snuggle pockets. It's a great word. And um, the uh, the balconies to either side of me, mm-hmm. they, they looked like elevators. Oh, and they cool. were kind of like shooting up and down. And I said they were like ascending space. It was it was the the coolest visual show I've ever been to. Yeah, and totally. I, I think and I think that's um, I had so many people challenging me after the show. What do you mean it was the greatest show? And I feel like everyone needs to realize that everybody's experience is different. Maybe it wasn't the best show musically for me, but experience wise, visually, yeah. I think it was the greatest show I have seen. Different, different from musically. And and not everything has to be um, just about the music and the stats. I feel like everyone is um, like those guys from American Idol who are just like sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, with, with numbers, yeah, throwing them up. totally. I'm with you. you. Know? I'm with you a million it's, percent. I mean, everyone was saying – some people were shitting on First Night Providence and it's like I was behind the stage and I had a whole section with me and my buddies – 
that I went to high school with. I had great strangers around me and the music was excellent. And maybe it wasn't the most like, wow, you know, set. But I was like, this is just to me, it was the perfect experience. It was set and setting. Right. And they always provide a a landscape for us to play around in. And you know, it's going to be at the at the worst, really good. You know what I mean by that? And I would rather be there than anywhere else. Exactly. Give me the worst fish show. Exactly. I'll take it. Yeah. Sold. I know. Sign me up. But you know, it is kind of funny when you're not there and you're like curmudgeon, like angry that you're not there and you're looking at the set and you're like, meh. Sure. Whatever. I don't care that I missed this. But then you realize like, you can't say that. You really can't say it. There was a guy next to me in the Lincoln booth that looked around at one point and he like hit me on the arm and he goes, dude, what fish show are you at where you can look around and see everybody's face? Like you can literally see everyone's facial expression. Right. He goes, look across the entire venue. I can see that dude smiling and I can see that girl jumping up and down. He's like, I never get this. He goes, no. we need small tour. I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And that's what made it so special and so unique. And I kept turning around because I wanted to see the band's view. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask And I that. could see you. I even waved to you a couple times. Did I wave I, back? I, I don't know, but somebody waved back. A couple back. times I did. There were a couple People During that break, waved. I think. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I pretended like it was them that I was, you know, <laughs> waving to. But, yeah, that, that was really, really special. I want to ask you a question. Sure. And uh, I want you to think about the answer. Okay. When you are up there that close, because mm-hmm. you're there quite a bit. Yes. The thing I like about sitting behind the stage is that I like to see the crowd. I like to see you guys experiencing the lights at that moment or a a peak of a jam at that moment. Sure. I love watching. I get chills watching the crowd and I feel together with everybody. Mm -hmm. But from the angle of them, when you're that close, right, and you're watching the band, are you watching their reactions to the crowd? Do you look into their... Do you know what I mean? Like you- Absolutely. I think that we all communicate with each other and I think the band sees everyone that's up in the front couple rows and I think that they are really um, speaking to them and that we do pick up on each other's energy and uh, yeah, so so it's not really so much about their reactions as it is about I feel like we're almost inside each other's bodies in a way. Yeah. Or in some other vehicle that's not. Sure. Yeah. And um, we're communicating that way. Yeah. I love it. I think that's great. I look at eyes. I like to look at at Trey's eyes and see where he's looking because sometimes he'll look way up top and he's like looking almost like through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that's when things get sometimes pretty deep. And sometimes, and I think about that from a stand-up perspective where sometimes I'm in a room and I'll like look above everyone's heads and just kind of put it on autopilot. But when I'm really feeling it, I'm like, I lock in. Yeah. And I try to see like what the next thought is gonna be. So it's fun for me to look at the performer's reactions to things and you're always so close i feel like he's always looking out of the corner of his eye so you can't really tell where he's looking Uh but sometimes i'll notice you know maybe he and i have had an interaction where i start giggling and all of a sudden he'll start giggling but it's not not just me it's it's everyone i hear you you know totally and um so yeah so i i do think that we all communicate with each other and yeah prior to being scared of the floor i used to be down there all the time and i would be as close as i possibly could and the minute i got up there i would like try to follow them with my head like i would like pick mike or pick you know fish or whoever and i would just kind of like watch them you know what i mean and i would bounce from one to the other to the other and i would spend the whole show like locked in Mm -hmm. and it was like i wanted to telepathically be like keep going just keep going. Sure. Like, we love this. And just right. keep going. And if I ever did, I wanted to be ready for them to make eye contact with me and be ready to go like, yep, you're, you're killing it. Because I felt like, they're, like I always wanted, I don't know, when you're having such a good time and you have that mother hen mentality mm-hmm. that you just want – you don't want the fun to stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and we do speak telepathically. And lately at shows, I've been feeling more and more like a witch. Oh, boy. 
Oh, boy. Jenny Cupcake has turned into a witch. Here we go. This is when it gets weird. 29 um, minutes. You know, A witch in a good, like the good witch or the bad witch? I'm, I'm definitely a good witch. Why? But I'm a, but, but. I've been kind of dark lately. I'm definitely going through like a little bit of like a Stevie Nicks witchy sort of phase. Yeah, aren't we all? We're both wearing jet black in here. We are. And, and around the holidays. We are. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's an artist look. Black looks good right now. Yeah, it's a weird. It's the you know? end of a fucked up decade, I think. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's a weird. It's 2020 Absolutely. in a couple weeks. That's fucking crazy. Dude. That is crazy. That's like that's like later than most sci-fi shit even like predicted Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah like when the simpsons would fuck around about the future it was like 2006 or you know 1998 (laughs) and here we are 2020 2020 yeah so we're all witches we're not supposed to be here yeah so what do you mean tell me what you mean by a witch i just feel like there is energy going in and out of me and sometimes i feel like i'm almost able to control energy and i know i'm not the only one right there are yeah. people that are able to like push it in and out of them i'm glad that i'm glad you said that part that you're not the only one of because course that's I'm not super, the only one well no that's why i'm on board with you <laughs> if it turned out that you thought you were like i am the only one you're controlling the temperature of the ice no <laughs> no 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 speaking of ice uh, how cold well you weren't on the floor no but almost nice. every single show, we were sitting on ice or standing on ice. Yeah, because it's a shitty hockey rink. It's it's a underneath hockey rink. it is a, is yeah that's what it is. They I'm, put floor over. I'm it. I'm such a sports noob. I kept saying, was it an ice skating rink? I'm like, people come in here to go ice skating. <laughs> they do, and They're then like, they hit themselves or in the walls. Maybe like you know. Hockey. Yeah. So you feel so, like you feel more energy. More energy. Yeah. I'm coming in and out of you, and you can sure. control it. Absolutely. And um, I think that's just either too many fish shows or just enough. I'm not sure. Or yeah, totally. So let me let me. It's that ten thousand hour thing where it's like you're finally like in that flow state right. where you don't have to try. Right. Um, bring me through an example of like when you have felt that energy because I I want to know if maybe I have felt that too, but I want to hear it from you. Um. Well, I mean, I guess we can go back to the Met. Um. Being up there and having all of this, this intense sound, this intense light, and everything hitting you and, and going into you and filling up your body, um, everything that you give back out is an expression of everything that you've gotten in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's you're communicating, um, you're communicating everything you've taken in on the outside. And so I think then there is a play between you and um, the band members and the people around you. And then all of a sudden people are almost dancing the way that you're dancing, moving the way that you're dancing. And I think in that way, that's how I feel like I'm almost controlling energy, but it's not just me controlling it. It's what I've been being given at that time. So basically it's like this pass where like, you're given, you're throwing a ball and you keep it going and you turn to this person and you let it go and you're controlling like which direction it goes in mm-hmm. and then whatever they do with it, they do with it. Sure. And whatever they send you back, you're able to like adapt and react. And I agree with you. And I think that what I've been thinking about in that, in that like, um, you know, framework is that, look, if life was utopia, right? Mm-hmm. If life outside the doors of the venue was happy and amazing and peachy, then maybe fish wouldn't have such a powerful impact on all of us that are there. But I feel like the tension and release has gotten so big that the moment we get in there, everybody is so fucking happy to be there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whether it's, you're seeing like 17 year old, you a couple rows over, maybe just, you know, excited to be, out of the house with their buddies having a beer that they bought with their fake ID or there's like a 50 year old who's like just stoked to still be going sure and everything in between I feel like there's this level lately it's electric boogie woogie woogie yeah it's super electric and the thing that's so nice about it is that like I'm seeing pockets of and this isn't you know some amazing epiphany but I'm noticing it more 
I'm seeing pockets of like me and my buddies mm-hmm. next to that guy and his buddies and you and your buddies. And we're all just fucking happy to be in a place that's like positive for a little while. You know what I mean? Like it's a goddamn weird time right now. And Absolutely. it's like everything else that's going on when you can put it aside and leave it there. And they give us that three and a half hours a night or whatever of like relief. Right. That's where I feel like that level of like, I don't care like I, I'm happy that you're having a good time and it doesn't matter to me how I'm just so glad that we're all doing this together. Absolutely. And that to me is like that feeling of where like I don't ever think about controlling it. I almost think about like for me, I'm a little bit of a control freak in life. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like the absence of control oh. is what makes me feel so like relieved and so refreshed when I come out of it. Sure. Well, for me, yeah, there's there is I'm it's not about control. It's about, yeah, letting go and letting something go through you. And I think then everyone sort of picks up on that. And that sort of leads me to talk about, talk about our community, too. Yeah. We have – we're so lucky with this amazing community. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves each other so much and takes care of each other. And it's, it's changed my life. Yeah. Having such a special connection with so many people and for us all to be able to go into this witchy place together. Yeah. And really get down together and and really it's a celebration of creative spirit. Yeah. And I realized that one night that I was coming back to the place of my god which is my creative spirit and myself meeting and yeah, I, I never really realized that before. Of course I've, it's a religious experience. It's spiritual, but it's, that was, that was for me something that, something that I realized this tour was that it brought me back to my creative self. Yeah. Um, Totally. And you share that with everybody around. Well, and yeah. And I, I, look, you put that many people having that many moments Mm -hmm. individually in a room and you shut the doors and you add lights and phenomenal music, like some sonic psychic shit is going to get concocted in the air. You sure. know what I mean? Like when people are throwing that much of themselves around the room, that room's turning into the rocket ship that brings us to wherever right. we are for that time. And that's when it's like when you're able to let go and when you're able to be in that moment, that's to me when liftoff really happens. And it's sure. hard sometimes when you've got – other things in in your life that are maybe taking you down or you know like a an uh like an anchor tied around your ankle and you just got to kick it off sure. when you scan that ticket or when you hit the lot and you're right about the community and i think that it's so fun for me to be able to watch everybody have a good time that to me just really i'm realizing what we talked about gratuity and feeling out before we we turned on the mics we talked about just living a more gracious and thankful life and practicing gratitude. Yeah, totally. And practicing it's practicing gratitude. It feels every really day. good to do that. Like, I mean, we were talking about it before and I, I, I if you don't mind, I'd like to say Absolutely, it again. Yeah. So I was the Met. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, so I do Sirius XM all the time and sure. I was very excited to go. And my buddy Jay, who's a comic and host of the bonfire was like, dude, we got to figure out how to get you into that fish show. I didn't ask. I was just like, okay, he knew. And I'm like, thank you so much. And then I got, Someone on the show, one of the producers was like, yeah, you're good. You're on the list. And then apparently SiriusXM like overpromised stuff. So they kind of pulled back their offer. And I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, that's ah, all right. I don't have to be there. I'll listen to it at home or whatever. But really deep down, I just wanted to be there, you know. So Lou, DJ Lou, went way above and beyond. And he called higher ups and was like, we need this guy, you know to be in there because we're going to talk about it on our show and so on. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Got me back on the list. And he's a big Pearl Jam guy. And I, he knows how much this means to me. And it's that thing where it's like, I know how much this means to you. And I think to dovetail, when we're all in there and that millisecond before the lights go down, we all know how much this means to each other. So it's like we kind of – it's like grabbing someone's arm before a, a roller coaster starts to take off, you know. So DJ Lou got me into the show and awesome. I was so gracious. And David Welker, my friend, the, the most phenomenal – one of the one of the most 
powerful figures in the art game right now. He's phenomenal. He is. And uh, I knew he did a Pearl Jam poster. Nice. So I reached out to him and I, I knew it would make – I wanted to like, how do I repay Lou for doing this? And he didn't ask me. You know what I mean? I just wanted to say thank you in a way that only a music freak would would appreciate. I could get him a fucking bottle of Jack or whatever. I don't – stupid. No. This isn't Andy's. Secret Santa. No. So I reached out to David and I was like, "What can I, can I get a um, – a Pearl Jam poster and I went and met with him and he pulled out like out of his archive a poster from that he did at Madison Square Garden amazing of Pearl Jam signed it to Lou wow and then I presented it to him on the air and it just made me happy to see him happy and I looked around the room and everybody was kind of smiling and having a good time and I'm like this is what it's all about you know what I mean and it's just about showing that like that graciousness. Uh, we're talking on my 10-year anniversary of doing stand-up, and I've been a, it, and I turned 40 this year, and I'm Happy very birthday. reflective. Thank you. And it's just been like, think about 10 years ago, you know, like, and and the, what I've learned and what I've experienced and the highs and lows and all that. And I go into these fish concerts so like excited to be filled up with everybody's smiles and happiness and all that that it cho- I get. I'm getting like emotional at shows these days. I get emotional at shows. I get I, very like. I mean, I always I have at times, at but yeah. I mean, I'm getting like like choked up sometimes, and sure. it's it's just because it's like my happy place, and it's uh, it's everybody's. So it's so nice to see. For fucking four hours, we're not talking about Trump. We're not we're talking not. about fucking, you know, all the koala bears burning or whatever the fuck. You know, like if you're an empathetic person, this is a hard work planet to be on right now, you know? Yeah, the last night at Charleston, I just looked around and I felt like everyone was praying so hard. Yeah. And and dancing it out. Yeah. It was amazing. It's it's like it's yeah, it's prayer, it's spiritual, it's um it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And let's think about the music that they've been putting out this year and how like and how heavy it's been. I mean, Ghost of the Forest happened this year mm-hmm. and that was Did you see Ghost of the Forest? Yes, I did. Where did where did you go? Um Harlem. Which, okay. And I got to talk to Trey's dad there. Wow. And uh, we talked pizza because he's a Connecticut you guy. You talked pizza? Yeah, because we're both like New Haven, Connecticut is like pizza capital and he's a new he's a Connecticut guy and I'm a Connecticut guy, so right sure. away. I'm like, you guys are from New Haven. I'm like, what's your favorite pizza? And he was like, well, let me tell you. And then we just what had did like, he say? well, he liked Peppy's. He liked Modern. He liked Sally's. Like all okay. the all the great ones. And uh, I do too. But it's always nice when you can kind of break down the, you know. After that conversation, I go, hey man, you know, your your kid's pretty fucking talented. He's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool and, guy. And the, and the guy was just like, and this was before between me and my mind came out. And he was like, I've been so proud of him that my whole, you know. And it's just cool mm-hmm. to be able to say thanks to. When you see an, a, a family member at a thing at, uh, that, I mean, that was like a pageant. Sure. That was like going to a dance recital mm-hmm. that your daughter's in when Trey's up there, like, letting his heart out about his friend who yeah. died, you know? Right. Um, well, two separate thoughts. Um, I've seen Bella at a lot of shows, Trey's daughter. Yeah. And uh, my friend Dawn did a great interview with her. I uh, She's one of the girls that I'm really dying to photograph. And I've been nervous. I've been nervous to walk up to her and, and say to her what I usually say to other girls, which is, could I, you know, please take your photo? You look amazing. Or I like yeah. I'm totally digging your, your look, whatever it is that I've been nervous. But, and I, I regret, I saw her at, um, at the Met and uh, I wanted to go up to her and ask her to take her photo, but I was a little nervous. So maybe, really? maybe over MSG, if she's around, yeah. I'll get the courage and go up and ask her if Why I not? can take her photo. Why not? If you go up with a gracious, uh, you know, vibe always always spotify sent out their uh like the your personal results did right? you get that i thing? did i did not look but <sighs> we don't and then the other thing that i was gonna say about ghost of the forest yeah, yeah. is i love the song about to run i i was at um fenway this summer yep and i was up in one of um the boxes it was it was the it was that night where it was pouring down Fucking rain. St- like the f- wook flu night? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and um, But I was glad to have a little bit of shelter. And then and I was dancing, and I, I felt like the box was I, – I, I enjoyed being up there. Oh, we switched spots because I was down on the floor. Were you? I was, I was in, the, in the infield. As soon as he started, they started playing about to run, I literally ran. I ran and went down to the field, and it was – 
like the greatest greatest moment. Oh wow! And uh, you know, yeah. at, at in Harlem at Ghost of the Forest, because I had heard about to run before. It's Remember powerful. the album came out before a week before, and I listened to it nonstop. And I everyone I was with uh, Tom and Tebow and a couple other people, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm like, this is fucking. This song is powerful." I go, "If they bring anything <laughs> with them, it reminds me of like." Jimi Hendrix band of gypsies like it just gets so Spotify sends out like your your top thing Mm -hmm. my top artists this year were in this order Tran Anastasio Fish Wilco Grateful Dead Frank Zappa but the top songs that I listened to this is so weird Ghosts of the Forest Ruby Waves In Long Hmm. Lines Beneath the Sea of Stars and Drift While You're Sleeping are the top five songs that I listened to like um, I listened to over 44 hours of Trey Band on Spotify. And I'm telling you, that Ghost of the Forest was probably 43 and a half of it. I love, I absolutely love that whole collection of songs and how like powerful and amazing it was. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I think In Long Lines is like a really cool tune about like, like young, do you know that one? It's like the it's 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 a they never played it live yet as f- with fish. I just not on, on, off the top. It's of fucking my head. really great song, man, I, and it I'm reminds sure, me. Of I, I'm like, sure I've heard it. I just right off the top of my head, I can't um, think of it. It remind. I think it's like maybe about like just like young like young people, maybe young like mm-hmm. like a new fan at a show like in line, and it's it's just I don't know. He they're they're, they're seeing what we're seeing and they're writing about it and we're feeling it and the power's there and some of the stuff like they they debuted sigma oasis the third night at uh charleston let's talk about charleston real quick did you love it oh i love charleston i watched it from um let uh, me pull up the set list real fast charleston night one for me hands down my favorite night yeah um i mean listen the lizards Susie, those are my two those are my two babies this this was an incredible show what, how was the venue? And my friend, my friend. Oh, and I, that's where I got the About to Run, which is also reminding me right now since it's um, you know, the holiday season of the Gingerbread Man. Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. Gingerbread Man. I'm the and Gingerbread the, Man. Into the antelope. Now I'm about to run. Now, um, how was the venue? The Tell me Bowie about the venue. The fun. The sense was great. Oh, we got the no quarter. Yeah. Your pet cat. Everyone was clawing. <laughs> can I tell you what I liked about... Uh, Again. About oh. set one. Now, I'm not a big Undermind fan. Um, I love Undermind. I know. It just never did it for me. I, I, it just I, never did it for it me. It was um, night two at Alpine mm-hmm. that that did it for me. I saw it at Red Rocks I with felt Kreutzmann. Like I, was a, I felt like, like I was a robot. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was in one of those little boxes that was raised above uh, the the pit, uh-huh. Alpine night two. Yeah. Yeah, full mo- full mini robot mode. Yeah, it's you know what. So my point is that a song that I've never really dug, and you listen to the Undermind coming out of Strawberry Letter Twenty Three, fucking awesome Undermind, like awesome, so good. And 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 I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, this show's gonna be complete fire. And it was. I mean, I'm looking at it go by. The sense is dynamite they call me the sloth yeah that killed yeah they really killed and then like mercury saw it again limb by limb lizard Susie into a bittersweet motel encore right forget about well it. they they forgot you know to play they forgot to play bittersweet motel in pittsburgh yeah so so apparently that's why they played it yeah uh they forgot to play they, yeah yeah but they're just laughing so much on stage and, and ooh, ooh, ooh. so actually those last three songs Somebody uh, gave me their rail spot. So I bumped up to the front for those three. Bittersweet Motel, Death Don't Hurt, Death Don't Hurt Very Long, and Loving Cup. That was, that was a hot encore. Yeah, of course. Death Don't Hurt Very Long, that is a great song it to really get down is. to. Yeah. Oh, and, to, totally. and to be able to hold on to the rail for that it's song. Very like, it's very like, like, yeah, you're like throwing hammers and, around her. And that it one. was a great loving cup i mean it was it was the most loving of the loving cups that yeah. i can that i yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it they're bring they're, they're pulling out a lot of very uh fun covers fun covers and all the encores were great yeah um uh i love bittersweet the, so much also and when the circus comes uh, sorry to skip around but i also speaking of covers velvet underground cool it down love it love it 
Love it. Yeah, it's so great. That was. Uh, I know. I was like pretty. I mean, was that NASA? That was NASA. Yeah. With that killer tube, that first set. Yeah. Rose's encore. Rose's encore. So, I I don't know a hundred percent, but I felt like Trey was going to play more, and I think it was Paige that said, um, "Uh, uh-uh, we're playing Roses." Because of the epic roses, of course, of course. But I think I, I think it was Paige's call. Maybe. I think he, I, I you're, remember you're up him, there in the. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And uh, good, good call, Paige. Yeah, I mean, totally. Paige, dude, he's on fire. He's on fire, and um, Paige and Mike are fucking. He oh, did just... some some wild um, things during that punch. He's all over the place. He was all over the place. So I don't know if it's his whole side project, the Vita Blue, but whatever it is, Paige, keep doing it. Well, I talked we to We think o- you're on fire right I talked now. to O'Teal. MVP. I think I think he's MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that 100%. And he's turned up nice and loud, too. Um, I talked to O'Teal recently oh. on the pod, and we talked about Vita Blue and how like they just went into it, this version, Vita Blue 2.0, so much more like mature and energized and he said like when he got in there with with Paige and Russell and it was just like they were like just ready to fucking do it and it was uh you're right I think maybe playing with some of the and you know what's fun is when you couch tour a shit like I watched Pittsburgh right and uh I ended up watching the second set of Saturday night up at Community Beer Works in Buffalo thank you to everybody who came out to see me uh there and then we hung out check out how cool this is Jen I did a show and the brewery that I did it at stream the fish show so I did my set and then after I was done they turned on the stream so I finished stand up I did like an hour of a, of a show and then they turned it on and we ended up watching the show and a bunch of heads showed up and we had a great time wow so it was really fun but I think that one of the head like the the amazing um sets of the run was set to Saturday night the connection opened it, Mister Completely. First of all, the Moon Age Daydream that ended the first set was just—I mean, out of this world. I love how they ripped that tune. Fluffhead opener. Yeah, oh, we're on—we're on second set. Sorry, yeah, second set. Yeah. You're on your phone, so I'm just—I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm, looking. I'm just kidding with you. The connection, <laughs> Mister Completely into Crosseyed, was just—I mean, you heard that Crosseyed coming, and you're like, yeah, they're gonna do it. They're mm-hmm. totally gonna do it, and it was fire. And then that segged into dirt, which was really neat. Um, I'm usually not a halfway to the moon fan, okay. but but they but they played a good halfway to the moon. Yeah. I mean this whole that I loved that first set. I loved that first set. I loved the fluff head opener. I love Ocelot. Do you like Ocelot? Yeah, it reminds me of like um Ocelot and Alaska Dear Prudence. Kind of remind me a little bit of like of like mid seventies Grateful Dead. Sure. Where it's very like fo- like folky road song sing songy kind of stuff, which I'm always for. I like it. It's not you know. I mean, if I got to take a leak, I'm peeing during Ocelot. That's, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's a you know you have to because then you know that you know it, Reba and Strange Design are coming. Sure. Uh, second set that Cool Amber and Mercury was a lot of fun. Split cross eyed split. Split. Life beyond a dream. I love. Yeah. I saw Trey play it acoustic, and I saw him play it at live from here at Town Hall. And it's just such a beautiful song. Um, what night did um, the guitar came out that night? Frankenstein Encore. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the first time he had broken out the guitar in a long time. And you, and I think yeah, I that Frankenstein in a bit that um, that was played by James Brown. It was either uh, owned by James Brown. That particular guitar. Yeah. Really? The one that Paige plays. <laughs> Imagine that fucking cool? James Brown just all yipped up. I feel good just running around playing his guitar. Yeah, totally. That's so weird. That's cool. I did not know that. Um, um, and then night three was um, – it was weird. It was for, formally owned by James Brown. Interesting. Uh, although uh, I, this instrument is difficult to handle and play, McConnell makes it look effortless. <laughs> where, do you, where are you reading that? That was a little thing that I had looked up earlier. Um, Wikipedia yeah, uh, pages, guitar. Sure. Um, it was a, a screenshot. 
I I enjoyed um, this new song, Sigma Oasis, knowing from, you know, talking with Tom that it's the third part of a trilogy um, that involves Steam and I believe Frost is the other. Do you know about this? Tell me. I think that it's Frost is the first song. Um, Yeah, they wrote like three songs together and Sigma Oasis was like the third part of it. Okay. And uh, Steam was the second part of it. And I thought... I might be wrong, but I think Frost was the first part. But it's like a story that all flows together, and I love Steam. I could hear Steam and What's the Use every show. Um, those Me two too. just, I mean, Steam is just, every I time Steam. I hear it, it's just so goddamn good. It's so unique. That's one that just feels like a train going uphill, and it's just chug, chug, chugging along, you know? And it's, uh, oh, it's a great shot. It's such a cool shot. Damn it. It's could, such a different experience when you're that close. I could hear Twist every time and be happy. Yeah. I hear you. Me too. I like... Uh, I love a melt. Yep. So they threw Isabella in the encore, which was great. Chalk Dust Reprise. That's a weird encore. Pebbles and Marbles. Beneath the Sea of Stars is a weird song to encore. I loved the Pebbles and Marbles. Yeah, it's great. That was the last night, right? Yep. Pebbles and, and Marbles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's not on paper is the... Little Drummer Boys in and out of everything. Yes. The uh, Plasma in and out of everything. I love this. I love when they're having fun and they're that tight and loose. You know what I mean by tight and loose? They're tight enough that they could fucking throw whatever they want whenever they want. But they're also like loose enough to be like, yeah, we could fucking, you know. Well, they're wizards. I know. Right. And you're a witch. And I'm a witch. So this is all making sense now. That's how they communicate with each other. Right. Wizardry. Wizardry. Black magic. Black magic. Uh, that's why we're all wearing black. I know. I feel. I feel like this is going to be a uh, a dark uh, witchy run. What do you mean by that? Um, dark jams. I don't know. I'm just feeling twenty five minute like stash. I'm, that's what I, I want. I, I, and I hope that you get it. Yeah. I, I hope like that we all get it. Scary stuff. I just. I just feel like there's been a lot of magic going around the rooms, and I feel like we are in for a. Um, a, a magical run. I'm very, very, very excited for this run. And so fucking excited for this New Year's run. And having and having this fall um, tour and MSG just you know at the bookends of the holiday season, it's it's the most festive I've ever felt. I know, right? And it's I, I it's, agree. It's so incredibly festive. I can't <laughs> stop smiling, <laughs> and I can't stop eating Christmas cookies. Uh oh. What's that mean? It just means everything's a little bit tight, but I've been enjoying it. It's just everything's been so so sparkly. This, it really this has month. been amazing, and it's been a it's been. I mean, look, even going back to the summer, this has just been such a fucking good fish year. It really it has really been an incredible been. year. Ugh. It's been great, and you know, peppered throughout all of it, a new Vita Blue album, a documentary about Trey, yep. Ghost of the Forest, a whole bunch of Trey band solo stuff. Mike's been, I mean, dude, Mike's band. I'm just I love them because growing up in Connecticut, Max Creek was like a staple. You saw them all the time, so it's like nice. it's just such a cool nod to like the old days of going to see shows where like you see his band and and it, it, they're great. All I need is some Pork Tornado tour, some Fishman solo shit and I'm good. I like that. Yeah, they were um, they were my favorite uh There was a guy on lot doing um n- not portraits, pork trits. So he had like a little snout that he was putting on people and Portraits. taking portraits. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Did you do one? I did. I, t- I took a picture of him with his with his uh, Gaiuti nose on. Do you have snout, any snout? Not snout, not a nose. Well, I don't know. Is it a Depends. nose? I don't think it's. Snout? I don't think it's offensive if you call it a nose. Okay. I don't think a pig would be like who knows the, who the fuck. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I have been thinking that it's going to be some type of Ruby Waves gag. I don't know why. Way before hmm. Alpine. Way before Alpine. I said Ruby Waves is the breakout song of the year. And I see them going into. And I feel like maybe something with Plasma. Something with Ruby Waves. Like I think that there's something with the garden being bright red. I love that. And just that. turning it into like a, like a, a very scarlety. Mm-hmm. But dark. But red. I just see it when I think about it. And I think that Ruby Waves has been just a phenomenal like experience I, for everybody I could get behind that I haven't I don't have a prediction yet I and just, and usually you hear you know you hear you know I, I remember hearing Mercury Santos you know yeah, um, totally. uh, months before and it's been quiet 
Yeah. It's, I, I haven't heard anything about it. No, no whispers. No whispers. I just think that tune has that. Maybe actually I heard one other. What was it? Is it sea of stars? Um, that goes to the forest song beneath the sea of stars. I, I, I think that's it. I, 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 I need to see. I just don't know if I see that song. being like, I as didn't see it at all. Powerful. I, no, I don't. I, that's, I like your Ruby waves. Uh, because don't you, I feel Prediction like more. I feel like Ruby Waves has that down with disease quality that like when it kicks into the jam, it can go it can go on forever. It really could go on forever. Obviously, as you know, Alpine showed us. But sure. Early on, I, I remember hearing it even on the album version, and I'm like, this is going to be something big, and I'm I love it. I'm 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 like, it's like. I'm watching Ruby Waves like it's my kid in a little league game, totally. and I just want him to yeah, do run good. the bases and slide into home. Cheering and him sit. on, yeah, totally. I'm cheering and Ruby Waves on. I, 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 um, I also like the visuals for it. Yeah. Like I, I have like imagining these red velvety. Yeah, that's what I see. Right, just waves of like Soft. curtains of red and like velvet like and scarlet, yeah. and with black like tones behind it. Sexy. I like this. Yeah, just a red. Like a bloody but mm, good, good but blood. Soft. Yes, totally. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like the like the Black Lodge Plush. hallway in Twin Peaks, Ooh. where it's very like swaying and. Yeah. I'm very excited for this okay. run. I'm very excited. Are you going to wear any sequins? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I've been well, eating you know. a lot. Of, I've been eating a lot of uh, Christmas chicken parm, so things are tight on me. Scrunch, too. Scrunchies are back in. I found out. Oh yeah, scrunchies. How'd you find that out? Um, uh, Were they a, ever out? Nice. I'm not sure I've ever. I mean, I probably well, had one. That's a one. Look at that. Um, I, I don't think I would ever put this in my hair. It's not happening. <laughs> but I, um, I brought a few things that I got. I got. Oh yeah, some, you did. Some Look fun at this. stickers. Wow. Right, this was this was a fun one. Um, I liked the Dunkin' Donuts, which is says <laughs> fucking go nuts. Oh, that used to be a fun. Uh, that was yeah. A good we used one. to. This used to be a, a staple at like. Shows in the eight in the nineties, and this is actually my favorite. And it went on the back of my phone. Ah, uh, it's neat. I'm proud. I'm of you. proud of you. That's beautiful. I'm proud of you. This one's great. I saw this at Dick's. That's great. I right? loved it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm so fucking proud of you. So friggin' proud of you. I love this kid. It. This little kid is so badass. It's um about. Thank you for that. It looks like they're a bunch of kids in kindergarten. It's and four uh, four chicks with, with uh, bowl cuts. And they're cheering us on. It says, you did it. What year do you think that picture was taken? So freaking proud of you. 1982. I was going to say, no, I was born in 82. I was going to say this is like 86. You think so? I think so. Maybe one one or two. Yeah, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Between, yeah. It's definitely no, yeah, you're right. I had that haircut. I had that bowl cut. Look at at how happy that kid is. And I think I had those overalls. Are those Oshkosh Bagash? Probably. I think so. I love it. We'll put a picture up on the uh, on the Amigos page. Jen, it's always a pleasure hanging with you. And, oh, uh, always a pleasure to hang with you. I love it when I'm, I'm I'm home and I'm under the covers with my dog and I'm watching uh, Couch Tour and I'm like, hey, there's my buddy. Uh, you're always there. There, there I am. Witching it up. Witchy Witching woman. Up. Tell everybody where they can find you on the uh, on the internet. Um. Well, on Instagram, it is at fish chicks and uh, my art page which i haven't updated in a little bit but i'm getting to it is at jen kessler art jen with two n's j-e-n-n and i'll be throwing some events over the next um couple weeks so uh, if you follow my page i will be putting them up on the um stories and i will also have it up on the feed so i'm looking forward to seeing everybody and um come out to play i think it's really important especially right now that everyone knows that there are um uh people out there to um support you um if you are feeling lonely um i feel like loneliness is a big thing this time of year and i don't want you to be lonely so um i'm putting these events together for you guys come out um make some new friends um, just, just come hang. You're not alone. And, uh, yeah, come Thank on you. out. That's, that's, I appreciate that. That's really great. And, and, and to end on another kind of like, uh, I would just like to dedicate this episode to my pal who we lost this week, uh, Chris Cotton. Oh. He's a very good friend and a very funny comedian, 32 years old. And, uh, he was, he had a child on the way and, uh, he had a, 
asthma episode wow. and um, he's someone who always brought a lot of joy and love to the room and uh, I've uh, posted online and I will post again where you can uh, support his expecting wife. Um, they have a GoFundMe page up and uh, just a, another another huge loss in the comedy community this year. So um, our thoughts are with uh, Chris's wife and uh, and and child coming wow. soon. But so sorry. Yeah, it's just you know. But it, again, uh, you're not you're not alone. Like Jen said, mm-hmm. and always reach out and uh, you know where to find everybody. So at Mike Fenoya, yeah. at Amigos Pod. Uh, Jen, thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you for uh, having me. It's been a, a great hour. Yeah, we'll have hour to do plus. it again soon. Absolutely. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.